Today on episode 473 of the I Am Salt Lake podcast, we get a chat with our brand new friend, Wendy Pettit, host of the Demolish Salt Lake podcast, which is a brand new podcast here in Salt Lake City. The Demolish Salt Lake Instagram, I think they say it best. It says, digging through the rubble of some of Salt Lake's long gone historic buildings to tell its story. Oh my gosh, it's so cool. Isn't right? this such a rad it's, podcast? Oh, I was so excited when you showed it to me. Yeah. This is seriously one of my new favorites. Super stoked that we got Wendy on the podcast here to uh, share some of her story, share some of the story of the podcast. And the two of you, you guys got to nerd out a little bit. <laughs> oh my gosh, it was so fun. Yeah, I'm so excited. She was such a blast to talk to. But before we share that with you guys... We're going to introduce ourselves. I am Chrissy Hollifield. Hey, my name's Chris Hollifield. And we are the hosts of the show. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, you might be asking what it's all about. We're here every week with a brand new episode where we showcase awesome people in Salt Lake City, Utah. We get to talk to business owners, authors, tattoo artists, really anyone that might have a cool story to share. And if you're a regular listener of the show, welcome back and thanks for coming. Hey, so like I mentioned at the very start on this episode, we are joined by Wendy Pettit. She's the host of a brand new podcast here in Salt Lake City. That podcast is called Demolish Salt Lake. I figured if anybody needed to get to know Wendy, it would be us. <laughs> oh my gosh. That, yeah. So, she, she's my friend now and she can't take it back. Anyway, this is a really fun conversation we had with her. Hopefully you enjoy it. Thanks so much for listening. Here we go. I want to start with you, like, what got you even interested to start Demolish Salt Lake? I want to start right there, where the idea even came from for you. So um, I was really lucky to spend some time working in the historic preservation part of uh, Salt Lake with, uh, with Preservation Utah. And, you know, doing that, I was exposed to so many cool buildings that I had no idea used to exist. And I loved it. And I thought, well, you know what? I wonder what anyone else would like this. I don't know. So without really even thinking about it, just kind of started an Instagram account. I had no idea what the Instagram account was going to look like or where it was going to go. So I started posting, you know, pictures of buildings that were long gone. And the more research I did, the more I found that there was a lot of really cool stories that's just way too much to put in an Instagram account post. So the podcast was born and uh, again, started it without really any plan. I didn't know how it was going to look or what it was going to do. And, you know, episode five drops tomorrow. So, so far, so good. So are you still with Preservation Utah then? I am not. Unfortunately, you know, the pandemic really took a toll on a lot of small nonprofits. So, uh, but they're still around and they're still doing fantastic things. So. Yeah, like you mentioned, episode five uh, of your podcast, you said, is coming out uh, tomorrow, you said? Tomorrow morning, that yeah. That is awesome. So, I mean, you're a brand new in the podcasting space. You have this awesome new podcast that I'm sure I, – I don't even know how I stumbled upon it. I think on Instagram. Awesome. Um, yeah, somehow you stumbled upon it, and then Chris told me, and I was like, oh, yes, someone's finally doing it. I'm so excited. Like one of our favorite things is to drive around and look at all the architecture, you know, throughout yeah. the, the valley. Like there's so much cool stuff and you always want to know the stories behind it. But it's really tricky to track it all down. It is tricky. Yeah, it, it does take some time. There's uh there's quite a few rabbit holes that I, you know, have to go down to find all these stories. So 
does take time. So let's, well, let's talk about your podcast. Obviously, uh, we're going to dig deep, hopefully, with your podcast. You said rabbit hole, so that's what made me think of digging deep. How long does an episode take for you to put together? I mean, obviously, you're new at this. You, you Like you said, you're only putting, it, what, episode four or five out right now. So, I mean, I mm-hmm. imagine it's taking longer to do. But, I mean, podcast episodes, the, the, the point I'm trying to get across to listeners is it takes time to put these together. It takes Research, time. Research, recording, editing. It, there's a lot of moving parts. There is. And especially when you're doing a research-based podcast. Yeah. Uh, you know, I spend a good week just doing research and pulling it all together and then writing up the script. Uh, I'm not, I'm not good at talking off my, talking off the hip. I have to actually have the script with me because or else I won't say things right. So yeah, so I, I have to gather all the research, put it all together, figure out where the story is going to go, what I'm going to add, what I'm not going to add, and then put the script together. And then of course, recording always takes a couple days, record and editing. So yeah, it's about a two week process. Yeah, it's really impressive, too, that you can put together a script and do a recording uh, more monologue style. That's even trickier. Yeah, I don't enjoy hearing my own voice, but... (laughs) And to have, it's you know, to to dedicate yourself to creating a show like that where you're researching, recording, and sharing information, it can be challenging without having human feedback. It's it's true, yeah. And, um, you know, my, my husband begrudgingly has to jump in once in a while, and I make him listen to it, and I ask him what his opinion is. And- <laughs> That's his job. He should be happy to do it for you. <laughs> I love it. So re- remind me, Wendy, is this the first podcast you've ever done then? Yes. Yeah. Like, you know, like everyone else in 2020, what else was there to do but start a podcast? So... <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, and that's even what's more fascinating about this because uh, I Am Salt Lake was the first podcast I ever did. And I couldn't imagine, like, to me, it's pretty easy to just find somebody and say, hey, come come and chat on, you know, and about what you got going on. You have somebody to talk to, you have somebody to bounce stuff off of, and you with, I mean, you're doing this podcast solely by yourself, correct? Yes. Did it's you like self-taught? Awesome. Like, did you take any classes or anything? Uh, I, I'm an educator, actually. Okay. So, you know, um, I taught elementary school and I've, uh, so I'm, I'm comfortable, you know, putting together a lesson plan of sorts and, and uh, teaching about that. So I kind of look at it as just kind of teaching the history of the building just in a, you know, a, a different format than in a classroom. Where do you see this podcast taking you? Where do you have like an end goal with it? Are you just here to have fun? I mean, would you like to eventually uh, create something with this podcast or or what do you what's your goal there? I just think it would be really cool like in the future to bring in other people to talk about uh, you know, their buildings. Um there's a lot of people doing a lot of great things with historic buildings and trying to preserve them or ones that they have preserved. You know, and it would be really cool to have them help tell their stories too. You need to get um the clubhouse, the owners of the clubhouse on your show. I know, oh, I know be, them. Yeah. Oh, yes. oh man, that would be so great. I want to listen to it. Yeah, that's a great history of that building. It Absolutely. Is so cool. Yeah. So are you like kind of a history buff in general or just Utah I history am. or just uh all types of history? Uh, I, you know, I, I love um, Revolutionary War history, Civil War history. I love the Wild West. So, yeah. Oh, my, yeah. My history Greek geek flag flies high. Yeah, I'm That's definitely so awesome. a okay. lover of all histories. So do you listen to history podcasts? <laughs> I do. What are your favorite ones? I have to know. 
uh, Dead to Me. <gasps> You're Dead to Me, I think is what it's called. I've that one is a lot of fun. And Lore, I love Lore. Oh, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. So those are, yeah, those are a lot of fun. And I'm, I'm also a paranormal geek, so oh I like gosh, to listen to too. some paranormal episodes as well. <laughs> Have you ever listened to And That's Why We Drink? Well, it's, it's more paranormal yes. plus true crime, but oh man, I love that. Those. one's fun. Those that guys one's are fun. awesome. And obs- yes. um, Obscured. I'm going to nerd out for uh, a second. I'm sorry. You're fine. Love Obscured. This stuff? You're fine. Yes. Yeah. Obscured is, is awesome. It Definitely. really is. Like the first one, Salem Witch Trial. Anyone who's in history, you have to go check that out. I agree. I agree. Yes. Um, they do a really great job. Um, yeah. Aaron Mankey, it's his episode. I think it's his podcast. And man, he just does a fantastic yeah. job of really like deep diving into the history and finding out things that you didn't know about that isn't really talked about. And it's, that's yeah, fantastic. It's crazy. Like he personalizes everything that happened. And it's just yes. so fascinating. And that's what I like about what you're doing too. You're kind of personalizing the stories that have existed here for so long that we're not aware of. I use, I, you know, cause I love his, his podcasts and I've actually used that as kind of a, um, an idea of how I wanted mine to go as well, you know, telling these different stories that um, no one really knows about. And that's, you know, diving down into the digital newspapers of, you know, the 18 or late 1800s, early 1900s and finding these really obscure like um, events that happened that, I mean, you wouldn't know about unless you read the newspaper. And those are the fun stories to tell. Dude, that is like, Okay, I'm going to admit it. That's like one of my favorite things to do when I need a mental break from work. I'll go Google, I'll go look at like all the old, you know, Tribune or Deseret News or like any kind of old stories in Utah and read old newspapers and see what was happening or look at the old ads that are just ridiculous. Yes. So much fun. I agree. Yes. Now, now are you from Utah here, Wendy, or where are you from? Born and raised. Yep. Born and raised. I've what part? I lived in um I lived in Phoenix for a while. I've lived in Berkeley, California for a while, but back here, so I guess this is kind of where I need to be. So <laughs> No, I mean it's it's interesting, you know, kind of something about Salt Lake City and Utah pulls us back. I was just kind of wondering, uh being involved in, in uh doing a podcast about Utah history and the buildings and so on and so forth, I was just wondering if you have like any sort of deep family roots here. If uh, a lot yeah, of that um, kind of in your in your uh, heritage there, Mormon pioneers. I am a member of the Utah daughter daughter of the Utah pioneers. So, yeah, I I go back to those original pioneer roots. Yes. Have you tracked any of your own family stories that have existed here? Have you been able to like kind of? Yeah, yeah, we do have some. I do have some good, cool stories. I mean, my my grandma worked in the parachute factory in Manti during World War II. So, you know, and that was something I just recently found out in the last couple of years. So that was a really cool I, part I of even, history to find out about that. I didn't even know there was a parachute factory in, Ma- you said Manti? Yeah, Manti, I've never yes. heard of that before. That is really yeah. cool. And that's one thing I will do on my podcast is every once in a while I'm going to leave Salt Lake because there are some cool stories to tell out of Salt Lake. And I really want to tell the story of the parachute factory in Manti. So that will be coming up. And see, that's kind of how I feel, too, about our show, where, like, yes, Salt Lake is kind of the main ground where everybody landed and then spread out from there. And so we're we're localizing. We're saying, yeah, Salt Lake. But our history of the area still includes the extended areas. And so I love that you're incorporating that. Yeah, there's I mean, there's really cool stories to tell, you know, around. But, you know, 
right now the focus is on Salt Lake because there's a lot of buildings that used to exist that have yes. some really great stories. I mean, now even you drive down the road now and I don't know if you guys do this, but I'll like look on the side of the road and say, wait, what used to be there? Now that's, yeah. that's gone. I mean, our city is changing so rapidly that we're losing a lot of our historic built environment very quickly. Yeah, and a lot of the older, like, really beautiful buildings are getting boarded up and torn down before we even really even know what they are. Exactly. Okay, have you ever researched an area, it's like Scandinavianville or something, it's a little bit north of Salt Lake? There's apparently a whole area where it was just, I know, and because it doesn't exist anymore, but there's still like a nickname for it. Are you going to ever do an episode on that? (laughs) <laughs> There's lots of little parts of, of yeah. Salt Lake. I mean, you had Greek town, you know, you had, right. um, yeah. you know, Chinatown, you had like the Scandinavian town. So yeah, there's, there's lots of little envelopes of these specific areas where a certain culture, you know, landed and that's where they built. So yeah, I'll, I, I will, I will definitely get into, you know, talking about just not just a, a building, but an area, because that's important. History that's so, to talk I mean, about no too. pressure. You only have like a few hundred years to cover. <laughs> you could do it real no quick. Worries. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> is there is there um is there kind of a white whale for you? Like a, a story that you really want to cover, but you know it's gonna take a lot of work and a lot of digging? Yes. Yes. Um the very first um uh mental hospital in Salt Lake. That's that's going to take some some digging. Um, from what I understand, there's either very few pictures or no pictures of the the building left itself. So, and and the stories are kind of here and there. So that's going to take some digging. Yeah, I I thought about doing that for my first episode, and then I realized that I needed time for that one. So I kind of put that on the back burner. Yeah, and I bet like in a hundred or two hundred episodes, you'll look back at the first episodes and be like, "I need to redo those" because you'll have learned so much more about it. That's what everyone says that has a podcast. They're like, "Don't worry, you're going to hate your first few episodes yeah, eventually, but you're just figuring it out. You know, you're getting your feet wet. You're learning what you want to do and where your podcast is going to go." So exactly, yeah. like you're you're still you're finding your voice. It takes a little bit. All right, we're going to take just a couple of minutes now and tell you about one of our awesome sponsors. Remember, guys, when you support our sponsors, you're directly supporting this podcast. So I want to tell you about utahmarijuana.org. They are your number one spot for all things medical marijuana, medical cannabis, CBD, and THC. I want to give a shout out to Tim Pickett. I don't know if you guys remember him from back in episode 420 that we did on I Am Salt Lake. Him and I, we do a podcast together, Utah in the Weeds. We actually just celebrated our one-year anniversary on that podcast. Yeah, that was fun. You did a Facebook Live. People should go check it out. Yeah, so I love Tim over there. Now, this is his deal, utahmarijuana.org. And I love it that he is a sponsor of this podcast, utahmarijuana.org's team of medical cannabis experts. They make getting your medical card super easy from your first office visit to navigating the state card application and beyond. And I am super grateful that we get to go to them because I'm up for a renewal and I had no idea, but they make it so easy because I know where to go and I know who to talk to. And with over 20 compassionate and highly skilled qualified medical providers ready to help you find relief, you won't have to search for a doctor willing to recommend cannabis treatment. The patient experience team at utahmarijuana.org is dedicated to helping you get all the way through the process so you can get your medicine legally. And right now, they're offering an exclusive discount to the I Am Salt Lake listeners. Use the code GREEN25 for $25 off your first visit. 
Hey, so listen, they have locations all over the Valley. And if you're in the West Valley City area, they have a location just for you located at 3615 West, 1987 South, Building 8, like I said, in West Valley City. So depending on where you're located in the Valley, they have a location just for you. So like I tell everybody, isn't it time that you took control of your own health? UtahMarijuana.org. Feel better. Are you planning on like doing an episode a week? Is that kind of what your schedule is? Or is that like maybe every two weeks even? Or? Every two weeks. Yeah. Because I would, and, I would think with... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. It, go. Sorry. At some point, you know, if I can get ahead of myself, you know, enough to, uh, you know, get some some research under my belt and be able to do once a week. But right now it's just, you know, working full time and this is what I do on my spare time. So it takes two weeks to get it out. Yeah. That's what I was going to wonder is because... Don't bite off more than you can chew, especially with a podcast. Exactly. You're going to find in the beginning, you, you're full of excitement and energy and you're just like, I want to do this. Let's do it every day. Let's do a daily podcast. And you're like, <laughs> then you get burned out. It's like, no, Wendy, I don't want you to get burned out. I want you to keep putting these out. So like every two weeks, you know, even every month you might find with your type of podcast might be a little I was just thinking that I'm like, for doable. how much work you're actually doing, I hope your listeners know that two weeks is still like an intensely tight timeline to put it's that a out. tight timeline. Yeah. Especially when, you know, especially when I, I start off on an idea and I get into a couple of days in research, then realize that there's really not enough there. I mean, it's a cool story, but there's not enough there to make a whole podcast about. And then I have to start over yeah. and find a different building and move on from there. The, see, that has that to be happens. so tough because like there are so many of us that are like, oh, I want to talk about this one building or I want to talk about Hobbitville or I want to talk about like that weird building that we all think is like it's like a what is it like a, a daycare, but nobody thinks it's actually a daycare, you know, like all these mystery buildings. <laughs> yes. But in reality, like the rest of us, we spend five years slowly reading stuff on Reddit over time about it. And the fact that you have to jam pack as much information as you can figure out in just two weeks and present it is really a ton. Like it's a lot. Yeah. None of us could do that. It's a lot of fun though. Like I, I get, I get really excited and I'll, you know, I'll run out of my office to my husband. And I'll be like, I just found this out. Oh my gosh. And this, <laughs> this story connects to podcast number one. And that's the cool thing that there are so many connections between all of these buildings and all of these stories so far because, you know, they were all built about the same time. And it's really fun when you find the overlap, the connection yeah. between, you know, who who owned the the Branson apartments or the Bransford apartments and, you know, the people that owned the 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 daycare, you know, the orphanage and daycare and how those two interacted with each other. So it's pretty cool when you find those connections. So do you have like an all time favorite building in Salt Lake? Like you're all time like you're just like, oh, my gosh, that building just does it for me. Uh, you know what? I am a lover of hospitals. Hospitals? I, yes. Um, um, with you. The Salt Lake County Hospital used to sit on State Street and 21st South. I love that building. That is one cool building. And, you know, it's it was demolished in the 80s. And now there's a really, you know, boring government center there. But <laughs> <laughs> no offense to anyone who works in that building, but it's a boring building compared to what the hospital used to look like. That's one that I... I love that. And um, St. Mary's of the Wasatch, that was a, um, a girls school that um, up above Hogel Zoo. That's another of my favorite 
I love old hospitals, old prisons, and old schools. Oh my gosh, yes. Just the big like open rooms, metal bars, the Yeah, well and yep. just the, the the kind of the the eeriness. The ghost footprint that was left and the stories that, you know, you ha- you can see things were happening and it's just I don't know. I mean, okay. So, do you? I'm. So, I want to go on a girl date with you. Let's go. Like, <laughs> let's do it. Through old historical buildings. Do you ever you got go do it. that? Like, go on yes. ghost hunts or rummage through buildings or you know have some fun. With yeah, that. yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> I would do. Yeah. I you have you ever gone up to the silver mines? Because the silver mines in Park City are so much fun. They are a lot of fun. I haven't been. Um, what was the King Silver Mine? That was the open for quite a while, and I think it's like shut down. You used to be able to take tours of it. Yeah, maybe I that think was I took an illegal tour of one. So I don't know which one it was, but it was really cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are your thoughts, Wendy? What do you think? I'm curious. I'm, I'm wondering how to phrase this. Is we've talked about all these old buildings being torn down in Utah and Salt Lake, especially, and you know, driving around the city and you notice an old building's torn down. Sometimes I get really upset and sometimes I'm like, okay, I understand that that building needed to get torn down. But it's like, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think every building can be preserved or do you think that they should be tearing down these old buildings? Well, I mean, in my opinion, I think every building can be preserved. But, you know, I also I, I also understand that we need some progress. I just wish we could find a balance between, you know, saving our historic built environment and doing, you know, the progress that we need. And then I just also wish these new buildings that were being built had some character to them. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm getting really disenfranchised with the, you know, eight story complete glass building. They just, they just, I think they just, you know, when you see those going up on Main Street, it just takes away from the, the character and the feel of, of what Main Street was at one time. And, you know, I, we just need to figure out a balance. We've got to figure out a balance. Do you think maybe though in like 20 or 30 years, we're going to, we're going to look back at these buildings where like have no character and we're going to say, oh my gosh, those buildings have tons of character. All those mirrors are just fantastic. Maybe we're going to think those are amazing in 20 or 30 years, right? Maybe, you know, maybe my, my kid will, you know, be thankful for that eight story glass high rise <laughs> that, you know, took the place of the, the Utah theater on Main Street. I, I, you know, I don't know. So, you, though, I mean, like, so we have a kind of a personal, we, um, had lived in the Greek apartments behind the Greek church. Oh, yeah, La France, the La France apartments. The La France? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Love those. And I yeah. know. And, and, Oh my gosh, it's my favorite place in the whole world. And I wanted to live there forever. Yeah. However, right. It, not, not kept up as well as, you they, know, they weren't very safe to live. They weren't very <laughs> safe to live in, but you know, it was kind of one of those, it's worth it. Cause this is awesome things. Yes. Um, and then when I found out, when we found out that they're going to be tearing them down, I, I'm personally distraught because I wish they would just revive them. But I also know that we don't have the money, you know, like it's not always possible to do that. And so it's kind of a really bittersweet feeling to know, like, hopefully they'll do something really cool with it. But we'll find yeah, out. Yeah, I mean, I've seen the plans for it, you know, and, and it's, I mean, it's nothing, you know, like like what the La France looks like now. And, you know, I think that that's the one thing about our historic architecture is that a lot of times, you know, the upkeep isn't that great with it. 
And so, you know, when people do look at it and say, oh, it's just going to take way too much money to restore it. I have seen buildings that were fire damaged. I mean, it looks like it was hanging on by, you know, a thread, then restored to its, its, you know, its, its original beauty and, you know, made such an impact on the community that I think it's, you know, it's about perspective. It's, you know, unfortunately, you know, you, you, you can't dictate what a private property owner does with their building, you know, but I think that LaFrance could be just renovated and they could be brought back to their glory. And it would be a fantastic part of our history to, to keep in that, that Greek town. Cause that, that is also the Greek history. I mean, they're, you know, that's, that's their legacy right there too. Well, yeah, the Greek festival over there at the, uh, the Greek church. Yeah. I mean, you, you, to go tour their little museum there and find out about that, like you said, the Greek history in Salt Lake City, not a lot of people really know about it. They know it existed, but they don't really know about it. And so to have that resource there, we need to keep it there mm-hmm. so we don't lose it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man, the Greek That's Museum exactly is it. incredible. I don't think a lot of people know about it. If you don't know about it, go no. check out the Greek Museum in the Greek Church. I think it's a little on museum, isn't it? Third Broadway. Third Broadway. That's a cool church, too. Third South or Broadway. <laughs> it's really cool, isn't it? It's so gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Greek Festival is a ton of fun. Yeah. But What's, yeah. I know you just started this podcast, Wendy. I mean, like you said, you're only, what, like four or five episodes in at this point, uh, depending on when they're listening to this episode of, of I Am Salt Lake. But what's been, has there been anything rewarding? Like, what's been the most rewarding thing for you with doing it? I think the rewarding thing has come from uh, seeing the comments on my Instagram page. Uh, you know, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, but Instagram is is really the the page that everyone has seemed to flock to. And seeing like people share my stuff with with you know on on their Instagram accounts, and then say thank you for doing this, thank you for telling these stories, you know, and and, and trying to help us remember what our city used to look like. And, you know, in the hopes of also there's that underlying hope that then people want to save buildings as they come up as, you know, as well. And listening to the podcast and seeing the stories and, and understanding the buildings that when, you know, something is coming up like the Utah Theater, you know, the Salt Lake Pantages, that people would be willing to say, hey, you know what, I want to jump on that bandwagon and help save that one building and we can get that going within the community. So that's, I think, been the biggest reward. I love it. Now, what about any interesting discoveries about Utah, right? Like a lot of people are even shocked to find out about, you know, the the involvement of the Mormon church in even brewing beer and uh, prostitution in Utah and stuff like that. And it's like, I'm sure you've kind of found some interesting discoveries. Utah's sordid path. Uh, exactly. Anything you care to talk about? Well, that was what was a lot of fun. Um, it was episode three when I talked about Valley House. Uh-huh. And I kind of delved into a little bit about how the first, you know, um, the first Mormon pioneers brewed beer yeah. because the water wasn't potable. But then they went on to establish like 37 distilleries I mean, that's not just, you know, like brewing beer too, cause you can't drink the water. 37 distilleries. You're <laughs> brewing alcohol <laughs> and, and, and you're stocking, you know, the, the, the saloons within all of the hotels that the church owned. They're stocking the saloons. 
Because Brigham Young has said, you know, hey, we'll sell alcohol to the Gentiles and make money off them. That was a lot of fun to figure out that, you know, he was a smart business guy. We're not all Mormons, so let's take advantage of those that aren't and sell alcohol to them, make some money. I see. And that's how it should be, you know, <laughs> let them might as well, right? I mean, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That is so awesome. That is so awesome. What advice would you give somebody, like, let's say they're listening and they might be interested to start a podcast. Do you have any advice that you might give them? I think you just got to make up your mind to do it. You know, I, I dragged my feet for a while in figuring it out. And I think you just got to be not, not, not afraid. You just got to take a chance. You know, I, I didn't know how this was going to come off. And, you know, I figured, well, if it only lasts for a couple episodes, then I don't really get much response. And that's cool. I've, I've tried it and I've done it. But I think you just got to just dive in. You just got to make up your mind, dive in and, and just do it. I mean, I, you know, I use uh, GarageBand on my, I, on my, you know, my Mac. That's where I do all my recordings off of there. So I don't have any fancy equipment. I, I, I'm lucky to have a friend who puts it all together and, yeah, he does podcasts for a living. So he oh. kind of edits it and puts it all together for me. So I'm pretty lucky that way. Uh, but yeah, you, you just, you just got to do it. Just got to jump in and do it. You are very lucky in that way. So you have somebody that's piecing it all together and stuff like that. Cause I was actually very impressed. I was like, wow, she just started podcast. Cause the style that you're doing, the narrative, uh, one person, you know, monologue, that's, those are kind of tougher podcasts to put together. Yeah, it's it, it's been a learning curve to, you know, figure out how much I can say at one time without screwing up and having to go back and re-record an entire section once again. But and then putting them together so it sounds natural. That's that's quite a learning curve. Dude, that's my problem. Like, how do you know what the appropriate amount of information is to share without undersharing or oversharing or confusing the situation? You'd be surprised how difficult that is. It's crazy. It is. And and I have to decide, you know, there's um there's some stories that I'd like to include, but then I gotta decide like, you know, it's a cool it's a cool little story, but does it really fit with the overall arc of the of the podcast and of what I'm trying to get along? So there are and then there's some things that I don't include because maybe it's a little too scandalous or maybe the um the the descendants are still alive and I really don't wanna you know, piss off anybody <laughs> or, or make anyone call. feel bad when I, you know, air some really dirty laundry. So I try to, you know, I, I, I try to find that balance. Okay. Have you gotten any backlash? I have not. No. Yeah. Um, just um, when I did the episode about the orphan's home and day nursery, I needed to include the fact that the in-between now exists on the site because it, it was a really cool full circle Kind of 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 here, you know, in the the early 1900s was a place for you know unwanted children, and now the in between who you know houses the homeless that you know they're having a medical crisis and they need a place to stay. Now they exist there, and I I, I kind of liked that whole arc. And in adding them to that, um, I got a lot of positive feedback. Like, thanks for letting us know about the in between. You know, and and in um, knowing what they're doing, so I haven't had any negative feedback. Just a lot of positive stuff, which I really appreciate. It's been fantastic to get all that positive feedback. That is really awesome, especially since Utah does have, you know, the the pioneer history. Once you really dig into it, can get a little more sorted than you know we were all taught as children. And so I can understand that might be a really sensitive thing to to have to dig into and. Uh, 
I hope I hope you can just keep doing it and and like really be as honest as you can journalistically, because that's a tough balance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, the episode that drops tomorrow is about it's a little different. The buildings is still standing. It's the um, John B. Kelly house. It's on like 422 South and 200 West. So right between the liquor store and McDonald's. And, oh, you know, yeah. and, I know that yeah. house. <laughs> yeah. And you would think it's just, you know, it's just a, I mean, it's a really run down you know, it's been on fire. It's boarded up, you know, and um, it's really pretty, though, like the 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 actual architecture of it. it's kind of a Victorian. It is. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've always admired it. It's a temple form house, which is super rare to find in Salt Lake nowadays. But, you know, um, in in doing about that episode, I found some, you know, stories about John B. Kelly and his son and his son had a really hard time. And I'm sure that, you know, it was hard for the family to experience what his son was going through. And, you know, and I thought, do I want to add this to the podcast? And I thought, no, I think that just kind of takes away from the overall story. And it probably was a really difficult time for the family when his son was going through some problems. And so I decided, you know, that's probably not something to add. Instead, you know, we'll talk about, you know, other things about it. And we'll talk about, you know, its connection to a building that's uh, the Aeropress Square complex. And we'll talk about, you know, the architecture. So it's finding a balance. Yeah, that's impressive. So what are some of your other hobbies and interests when you're not uh, making podcasts up, Wendy? What else do you like doing, <laughs> spending your time in, doing? In my other, other free time? Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you're not um, sleeping. When I'm not sleeping, yeah. Uh, I'm a runner. Okay. I love to, to get out and pound the pavement and kind of clear my head. So that's a lot of fun. And like I said before, I also really love the paranormal. I love to, I love ghost stories. I love to talk about that. So those are some of my other things. I spend time with my kid and my, my husband as well. I mean, you know, I don't just disregard them for everything else. <laughs> well, they're there. You might as well. <laughs> you know, they're around. So. <laughs> If you could learn one random skill, what would it be? Anything you wanted to learn? Oh, my gosh. That's such a great question. I don't know. What would I love to learn? Man, you got me off guard on that No, that, that's fine. We can, I can even cut that out. It sounds huh. like you kind of just go for it when you want to learn something. You're like, I'm just going to go listen about it or learn about it or read yeah. about it. You know? you know, just Google it up and figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By this point in my life, I got to figure out how to do it on my own. <laughs> I like your style. We have a we have a few standard Salt Lake City related questions that we ask everybody that comes through the show here. So, of course, we got to ask you. Uh, we have family and friends. You know, they visit us. They fly into Salt Lake City. They come in here for the weekend. They're coming here for a week and they're like, show us around town. Give us a tour. Where? What's the windy tour? I mean, do you take them to the mountains? Do you take them to downtown? Do you take them to the lake? What's... Uh, What's a few places you take them to? Oh, yeah. You hit up the mountains. I mean, you know, take them for a hike up in the mountains. Uh, that's one of my favorite escapes is to hit up there. And I also just kind of like to drive them around town, you know, show them like, you know, of course, being a history geek, you know, if they will uh, let me do it, I'll show them some of the really cool old buildings of town and kind of talk about what, you know, what the, the, the town used to look like at certain times. Yeah, rarely do we hit Temple Square, though. I know that's a big one for a lot of people, but there's just so much other really cool stuff to check out and, and you know, have some fun with. The museums are fantastic, so it's always fun to hit up a museum or two. 
What about any favorite local eating spots? Any uh, places you like to stuff your face at? Oh, well, we live just down the street from the Tin Roof Grill. So that's a that's one that of our favorites. We love that place. We love Fratelli's. Those are two places that we tend to frequent quite often. Is there anything you would change about Salt Lake City if you had the opportunity to change? Uh, it could be something big, something small, however you want to interpret that that question. I would like to see more of our government officials talk about um, historic preservation and more about like really figuring out how you can help, they can help their own community to keep their uh, their historic buildings around and, and, you know, and figure out how to make it cost effective for people to do that and just really get involved in, in keeping our, our historic built environment so that we can continue to tell these stories and we can continue to enjoy them and see how cool and diverse Salt Lake is. How can our, how can our listeners get involved? Like on, on that note, you mentioned getting involved. How can listeners yeah. of this podcast get involved to uh, keep the history of Utah alive to keep our historical buildings there. What are some good resources or places to get involved? You know, one, one place is, you know, my, my friends at preservation, Utah, you know, they are doing great things and they have a lot up their sleeve and, you know, contact them, see how you can get involved in some of theirs, uh, hit up your local government, you know, your, um, you know, if you live in holiday, you know, go to your, your, you know, the, the holiday meetings, ask them, you know, what are we doing to, put together a, a historical um, committee, you know, so that when a building comes up and it's, you know, wanting to be demolished, it has to go through a committee to kind of decide whether, you know, what's the, the importance. So get involved in your community and, you know, reach out to your local uh, historic society or, you know, and, and ask them how, how you can get involved. There's a lot of great things going on right now. There's a, a whole group that are wanting to save the the Utah Theater, the Salt Lake Pantages Theater. So, you know, you can find them on, it's it's actually Save the Utah Pantages, and you can find them on all the socials. You know, jump on them, see what you can do to help them. Writing letters is huge. You know, of course, money, you know, takes a lot of money to, to uh, fight for historical preservation. So that's always a big one, too. Give them money. Here, take my money. Take all my money. Keep it all going. <laughs> Just enough, though. No, Just I mean- enough. That was what I was excited to bring you through here just to kind of, you know, touch on, on some of these old buildings that we have here in Salt Lake. I know we haven't really talked a ton about it here on this podcast, um, but we you know, think a, about a, a little bit. I, th I think about it all the time. And I mean, that was one of the biggest inspirations of getting this show going. So that was why, you know, even just having your recommendations on how to get involved of keeping these old buildings, keeping the history here in Utah. Was there anything you were hoping we would be able to talk about? on this episode, Wendy, before we completely wrap it up? You've done a great job. I, I appreciate the, just, I just appreciate the chance to, you know, get the story out to your listeners. So I well, and, thank and, you And so seriously, much. I can't urge our listeners, I am Salt Lake listeners, go whatever app you're listening to this podcast in, go look up, type in Demolished Salt Lake into it, subscribe to it, check it out. I know there's only a few episodes up, but I, th I think they're great. Yeah. Thank I think you. I, I so love them. Awesome. Keep doing it, please. Oh, please. <laughs> I I'm will. So I'm, I'm having a blast with it. You know, it's it's the history geek in me is having a ton of fun, like just telling people about all the cool stuff that, you know, oh, has gone on in our city. Between you and um, Connell O'Donovan, I am like really enjoying the history stuff coming. He he does um, 
LBGTQ history of Salt Lake City. Yeah. Yes. And I, like, I know I know oh, him. He's you, he's oh, fantastic. Yeah. You guys are just you are filling my my like happiness tank. I cannot even thank you enough. It's awesome. Well, stick around for uh for June. I have something up my sleeve for uh Pride Month. Oh, for yay. for June. So yeah, I'm, so I'm excited, excited about that. And we'll have to bring you back through. I am Salt Lake. I'd love to bring you back through and and catch up. And you know, uh, oh, uh, you know, during June, during July, whatever. You know, see how yeah, things are I'd going. Yeah, love to come you know? back. But, Absolutely. Uh, Thank you. You bet. And how can listeners uh, get a hold of you or find out more about the podcast or subscribe to the podcast? Let's give all those links. Ah, so you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Demolish Salt Lake Podcast. I'm on Twitter at Demolished SL Pod. Twitter I have a little bit more fun with. Um, it's just, it's a little different content. Um, you know, I, I tweet out a lot of other stuff that's going on throughout the country and throughout Salt Lake about historic preservation and, you know, other things that are going on. So Twitter's a little different content. Um, yeah. So follow me on both of those. I'm pretty quick to answer any, uh, any private messages you send through. I'd love to hear from you guys. So. Yeah, come come follow me along on this ride. Awesome. And Chrissy has a final question. She asks everybody that comes through here. So I'm going to let her ask you the question. Thank you again, Wendy. Let's thank catch you. up down the road. Yes, thank you, Wendy. Sorry I fangirled a little too much on this episode, but I don't even care. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> uh, That's okay. We can, we can geek out anytime. Oh my gosh, I'm here for you that. You have no idea. I'm just going to show up at your house with wine. You don't even get a choice. <laughs> hey, you're on. You're on. Perfect. <laughs> So before we let you go for today, can you leave our listeners with a piece of life advice or a motto that you live by or you wish they would live by? I think just um, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to, to hit up your goals and, and try to do them. I mean, it's it's scary. It's, you know, being, but don't be afraid to do it. We can do hard things. Prove to yourself you can do hard things. Thanks again to Wendy Pettit for joining us on this episode of the podcast. All the links that we mentioned in this conversation can be found with the episode show notes on our podcast website, which is at IamSaltLake.com and for this episode, slash 473. Hey, it's the first episode of March. Can you believe it? We made it to March already. March 2021. Hey, it's time to uh, read down the list of our awesome Patreon supporters. These are the people that are uh, helping keep the podcast going and keep an eye on Patreon because we got some things we're working on. I know we say it, but we got some things we're working on. That's all it's, I'm going to say. Just, you know, we, we got a little step back in this past year. We're, we're getting back on track. So if you want to become a Patreon supporter, patreon.com slash I am Salt Lake. And you could become an awesome uh, supporter just like Jeremy Hunt, just like Jen Seals, Mark Copeland, Nick Naylor, Brett A. Schmidt, Todd Bjorkland, Tim Haran, Michelle Stevens-Williams. Christopher A. Heiser, Brandon Hill, Jay Chambers, Sana, John Miller, Eric Tomorrow, Nicole Davison, Three Irons SLC, Nikki Line, and the very, very awesome Ryan Prince. So thank you, everybody, for being a Patreon uh, supporter and uh, supporting the show. Yeah, we like you guys. We'll keep you around. All right. You, go, you, you guys have a great week. Get out and enjoy Salt Lake City. Get out and support local. We'll see you next week on the next episode of I Am Salt Lake Podcast. And good night, Grammy.